Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, bit to get 30, bit to get 20, 20, 20, bit to get 20, 20, bit to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome to Hooked, the podcast where we come up with lots of plot hooks for you to give to your players, regardless of your role-playing game of choice. I'm your host, Nancy Weber. Here with me are two of the best Hooked panelists I've ever had. One. Yeah, definitely like top top 20. You know? Definitely, if we're just going by numbers, mm. like you're... you're, you're you, Definitely the most frequent guest. I'm, I'm the most prolific by I believe so, margin, yeah. yeah. And so that that is... That's my name. I'm, I'm the, the most, most prolific. Frequent, so, yeah. The most prolific. Uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, please, call me V. <laughs> <laughs> and on the other side of the table, we have returning again. Yes, I'm, I'm definitely one of them. Yeah. Uh, definitely one of them and the most prolific. That's, yes. This is not going to get confusing <laughs> at all. Oh, that's like, nice to meet you. Not going <laughs> to get confusing, confusing at all. all. <laughs> Ah, uh, good. Okay, Adam Costello over here. Uh, oh, okay, good. Um, <clears throat> this is a podcast where we come up with plot hooks by looking at random Magic the Gathering cards and random words, smacking them together, putting them into some sort of fantasy, just blender, and coming up with uh, some plot hooks for you in your games. We will do that in the manner of a magic trick. We will each come up with a pledge which is the seed of the idea, a turn, which is an expansion of that idea, and then a prestige, which is how we can use that idea in a game as a plot hook. Now, did you want another getting to know you question? Yes. Ooh, I would love a getting to know you question. For a person that doesn't particularly like talking about themselves very much, uh, the most prolific does insist on getting to know you questions a lot. <laughs> They're my fetish. <laughs> well, uh, who am I to deny someone else's fetish? Um, all right. What is the most, in your view, the most important statistic in a role-playing game? Gold. All right. And why? No. Uh, <laughs> um it's hard to. It depends on the player and the GM. Like which. I'm, well, like, let, yeah. let's say. Let's say for you personally. Like which one do you pay the most attention to? Is it hit points? Is it gold? Is it? Uh, I guess uh, like initiative. Is it deck score? Mm. Depending on the character, I would say. Uh, it varies from character to character, but I feel like whichever of the, like the ability scores, whichever yeah. it is, allows you to have the most interesting input in the conversations and the drama and that right, can vary yeah, from yeah. character to character like the physical score is usually not but like you know wisdom or intelligence or charisma uh, or strength if you like you're playing a muscle bound character like it I think I think that 
the most important thing is to just like is to pick like figure out where your characters um where they come from in conversations because if you're playing as a character who's very physical and you don't quite get like even if you have low scores on all three of the of the mental stats Mm. like Mm. you should you should be able to figure out like what that what those low scores mean for your characters in In the world yeah like does it mean that they like does their low charisma mean that they like make a bad impression or does their low wisdom mean that they kind of talk out of turn and they like but they're kind of they're kind of nice you don't you know people don't dislike you for it yeah i I think that it's a hard one to say because like it like it's just you've got to figure out which ones are important for the character you're building and what about you tully yeah see coming from right now playing uh playing a, a wizard warlock sort of multi multi class i like my negative to charisma <laughs> I've, yeah i've really enjoyed that um just because i think i think the most interesting part of your character are their flaws um is yep. so i think Absolutely. having a negative to my charisma especially in uh in D 5e like playing a warlock I have had to very specifically choose all those abilities to be non-combat, to be completely utility-based, Yeah, um, which has made my life very difficult, but my playing incredibly fun. Yeah, well, I mean, that's the thing. Like, if even if you have a low charisma score, mm. if you don't play that low charisma score, you can be the face of a party if your DM doesn't make you roll persuasion, et cetera, et cetera. And mm-hmm. that's, a, that's something that I've fallen into a lot of the time. Um, which is so when I have a low charisma score, I find I have I have I personally have to enforce it because DMs don't always mm. do that. Yeah, mm. but I've I've started when things aren't taking direction, just being very brisk and saying things and getting my character into trouble. It's great. <laughs> but um, I got to say, when you said which statistic, I had to bring this up. My my DM um, has been making us keep a tally of how many times we've fallen unconscious. And gone into death saving throws, and I cannot wait to see where this is going. <laughs> we are all count, and I'm very squeaky. I'm a glass cannon. You're, um, you're, you are going to have to pay a debt to the god of death yeah. so it's hard. It's going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> just like you're going to visit a doctor someday, and they just like they're going to like shine a light in your eyes, just like. Have you suffered any concussions recently? <laughs> it's just like, yeah, just like the like take a, it just takes your characters and just like wipes a few points off your, your off your intelligence. And it's oh just God. like, yeah, man, uh, <laughs> this is wizard, really that's the only good stat I have. Look, I'm sorry. This is what happens, you know. Like it happens with football players. It happens with wrestlers. You're just going to lose your mental acuity at some point. It's <laughs> tragic. Just your dexterity is your dexterity is going as well. You've got a tremor now. Did you always have that, man? You've taken a few too many knocks. Oh dear. Yeah. If you don't go to the doctor, you'll never find out. Yeah. Exactly. I, <laughs> yeah. Just just avoid doctors. That's the key. All right. Yeah. Uh, so let's get into the actual game that we're going to play. So today we have a card called the Seta Wayfinder. So we have a, a Seta, looks like some sort of ranger looking off into the distance in a forest, very green, very uh, like healthy looking forest with a mountain in the background. Uh, he's got some sort of weapon. On his on his yeah, back, like a couple, like a and a looks scroll, like a long sword. And a, yeah, uh, like yeah, like looks well, like he's on his staff. way somewhere. Yeah, it's got like a staff as well. Right? Are we sitting? Sorry, we're looking at the same. There's this one. We're looking. Yes, at the same yeah, thing. That, that's yeah. the correct yeah, he's one. He's got one. He's on his back and stuff, and he's got some yeah scrolls. Yeah. yeah, and our random word this week is banquet. Hmm. So uh, not 
particularly related to forestry, but uh, let's let's work. yeah let's let's figure something out. Who wants to go first? So there's this guy. <laughs> All right. Um, you know, like he like he's got a name. He's got a proper name. I'll probably come up with it over the next over the prestige and stuff. But uh, a lot of folks call him the Sater. Mm-hmm. You, know, you know, when you want when you want to throw a good fucking a banger <laughs> you call you call the satyr what is that ryan reynolds character um deadpool set detective in college Pikachu. and he throws party van green lantern there you go, van wilder, van wilder. <laughs> uh, yeah so but like so like the highest of the high society like they, they they send missives like no one knows where the Sater lives like you send you send you like you say I want to I want to contact the Sater because it's my it's my 131st birthday elves am I right elves. and I want to oh. have like I'm I'm, I'm almost oh. of age elves right and oh. I just need to I want to have the biggest the rager in town I need the Sater for this <laughs> and somewhat like people talk to people somehow like less than a week later like he can't have been that far away I guess. Comes strolling into town. Everyone's like, "Yeah, it's the Sasa!" And uh, you just yeah, get lines of people across the yeah. street. Ooh, 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 it's, ooh, ooh. Yeah. Oh, you better believe there's a montage happening every time he comes to town because, like, not just not just the party. Like, he gets to organizing the party, but like, ev- everyone's in the party. wherever he is is the party. Yeah, it, like mm. he just like, "What are you? T- I am the party!" Hey. <laughs> Um, like he goes to the bars and he's drinking all night and then he's just raring to go the next day. Everyone in town has a great time. And then a few days later, the party happens and it's the most debaucherous thing imaginable. Okay. This is a long pledge. I'm sorry. Okay, yeah, no, like, no, that's totally fine. This so we guy have, is the man. Are we, we call, are we calling that an NPC or are we calling that an, an event? Is it more about the Seder themselves or about the event that they create? Let's, let's but it's, wait. it's a bit of both. Okay. What about you, Tully? Uh, I'm definitely going to play into the bit of both sort of thing. <laughs> um, I do like a bit of both. Um, so, the Sator Wayfinder. Um, our we we're in a forest. We're in a forest as as set in our card, and we come across the Sator, um, otherwise known as the Chef. Okay. Um, and the Sator invites us to a banquet. This is incorporating all of our elements very mm-hmm. early. Um, so we come on through, we follow, follow the Seder if we do, and we come across a, a large gathering of people, lots of people that have been brought here specifically for this banquet. Everyone's uh, really looking forward to it. There's, there's rumours in ne- neighbouring towns about these magnificent feasts that happen uh, when the Seder uh, cooks, when the chef cooks. Um, and you have clearing in the middle of the forest full of travellers and people who have come from neighbouring neighboring towns or far away, lots of adventurers like yourselves, all there for the night. Okay. The chef. The chef. <clears throat> Alright. For mine, I also had an idea of a party planning satyr. What but, are the odds? <laughs> <laughs> but I think I'm going to go... L- I'm not going to speak for where yours is heading. I'm going to go a little bit darker, like right off the bat. So satyrs are a form of fairy folk. Um, so I think this. I think what I want is to make an NPC that is uh, sort of just beside 
the darker side of fairy. So perhaps in this region that you're in, there are certain things that you can't say, certain places you don't go, certain times you don't go, certain places in case you kind of fall into um, or get the notice of the fae or the she, um, if we want to draw back onto Irish mythology. And so one of these places is the Eternal Party, where there is this, where there is a satyr that is holding this Eternal Party, and it is a whole bunch of people from across millennia that have come here to make deals, and and these are the people that didn't live up to their end and now kind of serve him and his party and this atmosphere. But our NPC is going to be his right-hand man, which is the Wayfinder. Um, okay. So he's the one who makes sure, who, who kind of goes out, who, who regularly ventures out of this place. And so a lot of the people who are kept there against their will kind of have a lot of interactions around him and kind of promise him things to bring them things or whatever. And I think that's a very interesting NPC for players to encounter because he might be bargaining on behalf of like several people and have an ulterior motive to either get them back or keep them away depending on what's happening mm. at the time. Mm, I do like that. I'm glad I'm glad you brought up the Fae folk. <gasps> I, I really love fairy. I, I think mm. um the yeah the the, all, the idea all of, the different iterations. Mm. I, I love, especially in Fae Folk, the, um, the idea of these magical contracts that don't necessarily have to be a, a set contract, that mm. it can be as simple as accepting their hospitality. I just... Mm. That idea absolutely intrigues me. Well, the idea, the idea that if you give them something, just you have something to give, you give them something, then they owe you and so they try to pay you back as quickly as possible so that they're not in debt to you, that you can go, you know, I did give you that button one time. Maybe you should give me a firstborn. <laughs> <laughs> he did give them a button. Like the button. Button, buttons accrue interest. <laughs> Look, you hey. know what? A button's a button, and you know a button. Ooh. Yeah. So, uh, so we have our counts. three pledges. Which one do we want to turn first? Well, I'm happy to to continue on. Sure. Please do. The chef. Yes, the chef. Is that what we're calling them? Do we have a name? Um, I'm gonna hold off on the name until we get to the. Uh, Prestige. Okay. I have a name, but I'm afraid it may give too much away. Okay. All right. No problem. So, um, we get to get to the time for the banquet, and there are there are more people there than this this satyr has expected that the chef has expected, and so you're told you'll be provided for tonight, but you will not be seeing the banquet tonight. We'll do two banquets, and so half of Half of this group, this magnificent group of travellers and people from all around, um, they gather in the clearing for the banquet, which is absolutely beautiful. Tables have been brought in. Um, This is a finely laid uh, table with um, cloth made of various, of of lace and silver platters. It looks spectacular. But you're kept at a distance. You're all kept to the side. And um, the, the party goes long into the night and you are in your campsite, further away, and you don't notice anything in particular, nothing hugely strange. Mm. And the following morning, you come out and you meet with the people who have uh, partaken in this banquet, and uh, something strikes you as, as a little bit off, a little bit different 
people that you spoke to maybe haven't quite got the same personality, not quite the same flair that they they once had. Even their voice is just a little bit different. So are they different or are they lesser? Different. Okay, so they're different. They're different. Now, this is where I point out to you um, two features of this card that I'm going to be incorporating or thematically incorporating. The first um, is the flavor text. The first satyr to wake up after a revel must search for the site of the next one. Right. Uh, And then a tiny little detail. It's hard to see unless you zoom in on this, but um, you'll notice that the wayfinder in the card is holding, uh, has on his belt a small wooden mask. I do. Yes, he does. I'm going to leave it there. It's like like a dramatist (laughs) mask or something. Yes. Uh, All right. Dom. Uh, who? Yeah, who's that? Sorry, <laughs> I'm whatever the hell I said my name was. The most prolific ago, you know. Who like, is, who's Dom? You're the most prolific. I'm the most prolific. <laughs> so anyway, it's the it's the morning after the Satyr's party, and mm-hmm. got it was a rager. It was everything was crazy. Oh. It was debaucherous. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you won't believe it though. Lord Fontevraud, like whatever whatever his name is, the big the big guy in the fence. Well, you know that guy. Like he's a big deal. He's like he oh, apparently. Uh, what, what was the name again? I don't I don't remember. Like Lord Font Lord, Lord Fontalby or something like that. He, I don't even know, mate. He's like he's a big deal. Apparently, uh, apparently his uh, his missus got up to some mischief last night as well. It was a bit. Uh, yeah, okay. yeah, it was a Ooh. bit. I don't know though. Yeah, yeah. With no. whom? Oh, oh, do you you heard that? I heard. You know, I heard. I heard that there was uh, there was some uh, there was some secrets being told at that party last night that weren't supposed to be out. Yeah, like there's a there's a scandal with the na- like like the neighboring town. Like the, like oh, I don't even remember which one it was. But it was. Sorry, some, what, some, what was the name of the the, the neighboring towns? This could have been. I'm leaving. <laughs> de- I'm leaving details for the GM. Fine. <laughs> The neighbouring, t- oh, those guys from like there was a contingent from the town of Haven here, and uh, apparently there was uh, some someone let slip that there's been some uh, sort of like that you know that we're trying to outdo them in the festival next year. Things like th- like things between us and the Haven folk they were on the men, but now I, th- I feel like the I feel like things are a bit rough now, aren't they? Oh yeah, so you see what we're doing here. Uh, yeah. Basically, Planting like the seeds of chaos. Yeah, at the party, like everyone was having a great time with a rager, but the next morning. Everyone's kind of... A lot of people are regretting what happened last night. (laughs) Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Uh, kind of, yeah. Kind of, and where is... Where did that... Oh, do you guys see the Sater? Oh, he must have must have headed out early. He's probably got another party to go to. <laughs> uh-huh. yeah. Right. Okay. So, yeah. So, social discord. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Hmm. All right, so with to turn mine, that there are two paths, and I want you to pick which one I'm going down. Is, I take the one less travelled by. Is the eternal party trying to keep you away from it, keep you from discovering it, or do you think the eternal party wants your party for something, the adventurers for something? I think they want you for something. Okay. I mean, 
How often do you see uh, a group of adventures so so powerful as this? So handsome. Oh. <laughs> All right. Okay. So so we have. Uh, I'm going to call him uh, Irish-ish sounding Serek. Uh, Serek's a name. Um, let's call him Serek. I and feel like that's a Vulcan name. Is it? Yeah, that's Sarek. Sarek. That's Sarek. Yeah. Sarek yeah. works. Let's like call him Cedric. Cedric. Cedric's dead. <laughs> <laughs> Not yet. Uh, okay, so this, I, I think then, said you'd meet Cedric as he has been sent to find either you specifically, which I think would be the better hook, um, or one of you specifically, and brings you into this party. Um, now, that, that itself is a lot of, uh, I think, depending on how you treat him, he can tell you exactly what to do and what not to do in order to not get trapped there. But if you mistreat Cedric in any way, then he will not tell you these details and just allow things to play out as they are. I think Cedric plays it off as kind of a very stoic woodsman, but he's actually a very canny negotiator. Mm. Um, and that's... Um, so he's... I wouldn't say that he's kind of the power behind this, but he's definitely kind of... He's a player in it. He's definitely puck to this party's Oberon. See, I, I quite like you briefly glossed over it, but I really like the idea that Cedric has come after just one of your party and is explaining these rules to just one <laughs> of your party yeah. and being very specific with all of the rules with just one of the party to see where the others fuck up. Yeah, I think that, and I think Cedric would be uh, would be a fun one to play. I think with the Faith, like I always like to give them like a playful edge, um, and I think if you're going very stoic, then it has to be very kind of poker face sarcasm, um, and then that of course leads you to kind of doubt whether or not what he's saying is actually the rules that you have to follow, or he's just making a joke and waiting for you to make a fool of yourself, mm. um, and that sort of. Uh, thing. So I think maybe he becomes a quest giver on behalf of this greater fey anomaly that you are centred around. And so I think if that anomaly becomes sort of what you're harking back to after you get sent off to do whatever you're doing, then you get more and more ingrained in it mm. and trying to avoid this... this uh, I guess the servitude that everyone else has fallen into. Um, is there any questions that you want to know? Because I feel like I've lost track of where I was going. Do you need <laughs> to know any more about this? Yeah, so I we know that they're leading the party or a party member into this into this revelry, into this party. Yeah, revelry is a good name for it. Into this revelry and they, they want something. Yep. Um, and... This, and Cedric is being very canny with the way he's speaking everything. Um, do we know what's happening when you get to the revelry? Well, I think that's when you're dealing with the the, the actual power, the actual fate power that has it has gathered all this, all these mortals has a, has an obsession with mortal things. What um, fools! I think like King Louis from from the Jungle Book, like he's just accumulating all these things. He's got this fascination. Um, with all things mortal and so he's sending them off for these rather obscure but very specific items that he needs or wants or what have you so are the items items or are our players items well 
let's leave that for the prestige. <laughs> All right, so we do we do we want to go to the to the after party or do we want to go back to Tully's? I'm sorry, I forgot your real name. Yeah, I I <laughs> forgot my real name too. Don't worry too much. Um, I'm one of them. I'm one of them. One of them. Yes. Yeah, one of them. <laughs> oh yeah. Um, let's what? go back to the after party. Oh okay. Beautiful. Um, so yeah, the, honestly, think like th- like might spell the end for things in this town like you know things so it's it's so really people are planning to leave yeah like that like every, like there was fight shocking number so, like honestly like it was a great party but man everything's just kind of gone to shit in three then. months there are a stunning amount of pregnancies yeah like and all of them have red hair and like none of the people in this town like there was one guy from out of town who had red hair and everyone's just like who what was his name it was the satyr in disguise <gasps> that's right of course yeah, yeah 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 so yeah the satyr is going from town to town and Loki like he doesn't always like yeah yeah because he's got to re- keep a reputation people going to keep having his parties happen of course you know but so, every now and again like in his wake you know, civilization just start, kind of starts to unravel a little bit. <laughs> um, you know, and you know, eventually it'll take a little. It'll take some time, but uh, eventually the, uh, the the vines will start out overgrowing the abandoned houses, and the walls will start to collapse, and everything will go back to as it was a thousand see, years ago yeah. when he walked these lands alone. So his parties go better when there are fewer people there. The more people, the more destruction is little, wrought. A little bit, yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah, so yeah I'm kind of drawing uh, drawing some from this, from the card. Because, you know, eight satyrs, they're all, they're a, you know, they're a debaucherous bunch. That's kind yeah. of part of the myth about them. But also I'm taking it from the, uh, from the, um, the, the effect of the satyr wayfinder, which is when satyr wayfinder enters the battlefield, reveal the top four cards of your library. You may play a land card from, from among them into your hand, put the rest into your graveyard. So right. yeah, 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 creating a bit, cre- creating you know more more life and vibrancy and you know magical power at the cost of you know yeah. Well, what maybe you could, could even be a bit more direct rather than waiting like a long time. It could just be that like after this party, like you are just done with other people, so you just take yeah. your family and you That'll move be some off. People, yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. back to back to a farm somewhere or that's yeah. it. Back to Winnipeg. <laughs> <Yeah>. To Winnipeg. <laughs> I really like it. What are we? What are we? What are we calling? Are we just calling it the after party? The party animal. The party animal. All right. Okay. Let's go back to uh, the chef. The chef. Excellent. So, um, after investigating a little bit, we've got a, a day until the banquet is to to happen. We've woken up and we have these different people around. Mm. Now, here is where I make the mistake of relying on a party to actually uncover things, uh, and it's very easy for this to be sprung on them if need be, but I think they will find that if they investigate, if they detect magic, yeah, if yeah. they you know, detect good and evil, they will find that uh, these people that are slightly different, all the people who were at the banquet, are in fact disguised fey folk. <gasps> what? Yes. And if The fey dis- would never. No, not at all. And if they decide to come to the banquet that evening, they find... A spectacular banquet put in front of them, almost irresistible. Mm. But if you're familiar with your fae, you'll know not to touch the food. If you eat it, you're stuck there forever. Exactly. And uh, this is this is where it can take all number of directions, depending on how ignorant, how um, 
how cautious your party might be or how much they might want to leap into trouble. And if they have not touched the food, then they will notice that uh, behind everyone who has been gorging themselves on the banquet sneaks up a satyr in a mask. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) And... um, you know it's a satyr because he's got those crazy legs and horns. Those the mask crazy legs and cover, horns. It's not covering much. <laughs> oh, the, the mask is um, the mask is actually a lovely magical object which we could well be bestowing upon our party here. Mm. Um, in which, if uh, once the satyrs kill yeah. the people that they have uh, that they have entrapped with this banquet, this mask provides a perfect disguise. Right. So this mask, anyone that you kill, you can disguise yourself as that person. Yes. That's really incentivizing murder. <laughs> it really like, is. Just like 100%. Oh, and I don't need much incentive. Yeah, this is, I'm just going to kill the mayor. I'm just going to kill, kill the mayor, then I'll kill be the mayor. The, kill the Pope. Whatever you were saying. Yeah, that. Whatever yeah. whatever strings that you need to put on this, I think will be related to this, this fey sense of bargaining, yeah. which will be that you have to have somehow provided them hospitality, provided them with something. They need to have taken something from you, and in return, you take their identity. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that, that's really fun. Um, and um, if they do take the food, then uh, this becomes a lovely combat encounter <laughs> with some satyrs that are <laughs> desperate to kill you. Yeah, so are, are we still calling it the chef, or what are we... No, this is this is the Mask of Banquets. Okay, Mask of Banquets. Mm, I need that item. <laughs> Might even kill for it. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, well let's let's go back to Cedric. So, I think the end goal here is just entanglement with this uh, the endless revelry um, that he's associated with. I think a really great encounter that you said before, like are the players these items? And I think a really great encounter is Cedric. Offering them something, a boon. They can ask anything of him and and he will give it to them if they win a game. And the game is a combat encounter, but in the game. And Cedric gets to control all the little figures that represent the party and the party is a mon- are the monsters. Oh. And so, so you get all of their character sheets. <laughs> oh, no. And you play... The party against a and group of monsters. monsters, and and that is, and so depending on whether they win or not, if they lose, then they're in Cedric's debt. If they win, then they, I think they win these figurines, and you get basically a figurine that imbues the holder with a power of someone else. So if you are, could they get so the figurines of their of their monsters? They're getting the figurines of no of themselves. So he, you win yourself back, and so if you have a rogue, you can give that rogue figurine to a ranger and once per long rest they get one sneak attack or something like that. That is very um, cool for trading class effects or specific character mm, traits. Yeah, And maybe, you know, some you stop by, you're in a tavern, you don't have much to do at night, you you know, you get the figurines out, you've you, you got some you got some playing dice, maybe yeah. you, you, you play a little game with the figurines. Maybe you just play a little you know? game just to pass the time. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, but I think, again... As soon as the party has these things, these totems, mm. the Fae are going to mess around with them, of course. Oh, absolutely. Uh, <laughs> so I would, I, I, th- I think that that's really up to your creativity that someone as canny as Cedric 
um, is would not kind of give them something with no... With no strings With attached. no backup, you know. Um, so maybe he can talk through any of these or, like, whisper in someone's ear or, or talk in, in the figurine's voice. Um, so while just one person's on watch, you're having a conversation with someone else, but it's not them, it's the figurine. That's sort of thing. I think we've... Am I, am I plagiarising another version of this podcast? I uh, think I might be. There's another version of this podcast? Another episode, I mean. I think something it's with speaking in someone heard, else's voice. Who knows? Is yeah, the that fame. sounds it's familiar. Cedric. Yeah, I'll go back and listen. I, I do like this, having the ability to have the Fae now mess around with your party through these figurines that they're not going to want to get rid of. No, they I mean, you have to these. make them good enough that they, they're constantly aware and want to keep them close and use them. Mm. Um but well, I, I think I just really like the idea of that encounter. And that's a great encounter. If you're if you're a DM that or a GM that is frustrated with how uncoordinated your party is, <laughs> you can literally just show them how to how to coordinate how to coordinate to best advantage. Um, <laughs> that is a great way to just show it. <laughs> um, and I mean, you don't depend, depending on how vindictive you are, you don't have to be that. Obvious with what you're doing, but you know you can be. You can be. You can be. Um, okay, so that's uh, Cedric or the Endless Revelry, whichever one. I'll decide later. And we Cedric the Entertainer. Ce- <laughs> oh, was that not actually ent- intentional? No, it wasn't. Oh, I, was, whoops. I, I didn't come so- up with the I'm name. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh my lord. Uh, okay, well now he's back to being Cedric. Yeah, um, sorry. Uh, so, and then we had the, uh, the Mask banquet of Banquets. Masks. I'm going to change that to the Banquet Masks. The Banquet I think it Masks. Flows better. And it was the Party Animal. Yep, that's what I'm on The with. Party Animal. Yeah. Excellent. So, uh, thank you for listening this far. If you want to use any of these ideas, you are more than welcome to use them in your own private games. We are released under a Creative Commons Attribution, non-commercial, no derivatives, 4.0, international license. Yeah, I blanked on it last time. This time, I've got it right down in front Absolutely of me. Absolutely perfect. <laughs> if you want to learn more about that, you can go to our show notes where we'll also have the card art um, and some of the descriptions of the things that we've come up with. Um, so, yeah, go do that. You can find us on Instagram. You can find us on Twitter and on Facebook. Uh, if you want to submit art to us, you can send us an email. Again, that is all in our episode notes and on our website. That's not canon.com forward slash hooked. Now, Tully, you are on a podcast. Yes, absolutely. About two days ago, I uh, launched the excellent podcast um, Dungeon Deep Dive. Dungeon Deep Dive is where three of us, uh, my, myself, my GM, and uh, a novelist editor, that a friend of mine, um, we will get together and delve into specific aspects of world building, doing all the research so that you don't have to. Yeah, ex- I look forward to listening to that in the future, but you can listen to it in the past because this is being released in the future. Don't think about it. It's very confusing. Dom, you're on a podcast. It's called Hooked. Um, (laughs) I'm I'm also one of the hosts of Everybody Wants to Be a Cat. It's a podcast where we trawl through most recent news stories about cats and avoid the ones about cats being killed en masse, which is most of them. We filter out the depressing cat stories. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. The Saskatchewan Cat Strangler Strikes Again. Uh, Okay, skipping that one. People are really mean to cats. Yeah. And um, they shouldn't be. Yeah, but you know, it's it's quirky and fun, and we're like we're, we host it in a silly sort of way because 
Why not? Why not? Why TF not? <laughs> okay, I've been Zane C. Weber, and we'll be back same time next week with more Pot Hawks just for you. Until then, have fun. I'm Morgan Phillips and I'm a human. And I'm Isabella Vallette and I'm also a human. But I was raised by fairies and now I'm taking my human friend Morgan in to meet all of the mythological creatures that I know. Every Sunday we meet a new mythological creature and interview them about their life in a modern day context. Such as... The Night King from Game of Thrones. Funicula, the friendly vampire brother of Dracula. We've met the Loch Ness Monster. Santa. The Volpertinga. The Devil. And a mermaid. And many more. We release all our interviews as a podcast called Off with the Fairies where we interview a new mythological creature creature every week living in a modern day world come join us oh, that's not kind of productions podcast hi i'm daniel founder of pretty litter cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter that's why i teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create pretty litter its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80 percent less than clay litter Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.